Welcome to the Grace Life Fellowship Podcast. Today we will be sharing with you the second episode in a segment called Conversations in Grace, in which members of our team here at GLF or friends of GLF have an unscripted conversation on important topics surrounding our new identity in Christ. We hope you enjoy it. Here's Jesse. Welcome, everybody. This is Jesse Sampson, the worship pastor here at Grace Life Fellowship, and I'm joined by our lead pastor, Pastor Tim Chalice. How's it going, Tim? I'm good. How you doing, Jesse? Good, good. This, uh, tonight, we're going to talk about the concept of the new heart. And Tim, when we talk about the new heart, um, there's a common misconception in churches uh, that our hearts are dark and wicked. Um, and I think that this stems maybe from Jeremiah 17, where it says that our hearts are wicked and desperately sick. Um, and we hear this in sermons, we hear it in worship music, um, and we hear it a lot just all throughout church. Um, so what, what should we say about our hearts as Christians? What should we say about our, our new heart, the new heart that we see in Ezekiel 36? Yeah, it's a great question, and and all of us have been impacted by the idea that our hearts are desperately wicked and deceitful above all things, like it says in Jeremiah. And the reason people get there is because the Bible does say that, right? That's a that's something in Scripture, but then we have to look at, okay, that's what we used to be when we were born in Adam, but now what has God done to us when He came to live inside of us? And the New Testament is clear that we've been given a new heart. In fact, in Ezekiel, it was, it was prophesied that when these days come, the days of the new covenant, that God would take out the old heart of stone and give us a new heart of flesh, a, a, a fertile heart for Him, a heart that's united to His. So it's an incredible thought to think that God not only changed our destination when we became Christians, we're going to go to heaven, but He actually brought heaven inside of us. We got a brand new heart. And I sense the same thing you hear when we hear messages that talk about our deceitful and wicked heart. I hear people um, with a pure motivation because they have a new heart, right? These these people teaching that are teaching from God's Word, but they're not finishing it off to say, what has God done in this new covenant? And so they're they're saying, look, our hearts are wicked and deceitful, and you can't trust yourself, you can't trust your heart. Um, that's where the problem of sin lies. So we need to now try really hard and trust God instead. And the reality is God has hooked it a lot greater than we think. God has given us a brand new heart. He didn't just forgive us, you know, like we talked about last time. He actually mm -hmm. put inside of us a heart that's consistent with His, and we now share in His desires. So here's a radical thought. You want exactly what God wants as a new creation. Is that incredible? Yeah. To, to think that, because so much of my Christian life I've thought, well, God wants one thing, but I want something else, and we're always at odds with each other, and we're always fighting against each other, and that the only way to find success in the Christian life is to give up on what I want and just do what God wants, you know, as if He's some tyrant dragging me to some goal that He has that I don't have. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, He's given us the same desire that He has. Um, now, we need some convincing of that. That's why we're doing this podcast, right, right? right? That's why we're talking about this topic. We need convincing because the way we feel about things on a given day doesn't always identify what our new heart really wants. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know we, um, in our, our Bible study that we do, you had mentioned something about the desires and you asked us the question, do you desire sin? Yeah. Can you desire sin with a new heart? Yeah. You so, gave a great explanation the other night. And oh, I, I did? You did. Well, what it was what great. was it? Were you listening? Uh, yeah, it was that we, our hearts don't actually desire sin because That's the right. desires that come from our heart are good desires. We yeah. desire good things now. That's good news. If you think yeah. about that, I, I didn't ask, do you ever feel like sinning, yeah. right? We do feel like sinning at times. We are tempted. That's what temptation means. I am feeling at this moment like I want to sin, mm-hmm. and now I'm confronted with a a, a spiritual dilemma. If this is what I want to do, and we know that God doesn't want me to do that, I've got to fight against my deep desire to sin in order to walk with God. And now the Christian life becomes me fighting against who I really am in order to become who God says I should be. Mm -hmm. And that's religious. That's a rat race. That's a performance wheel you'll never get off of. Um, Actually, what God has done by giving us a new heart with desires consistent and constant with His, we desire exactly what God is desiring. Temptation is this feeling at any moment that I'm being deceived into wanting something else. So so the new man, the new creation, who we are, cannot desire sin, not from the heart. We can feel like it, but it's not our desire. And so I think it'd be it'd be good for people to understand the difference between how they feel at any given moment and what they truly desire in that moment, right? Our yeah. feelings are strong. They're present. They're based on stimulus around us. They're based on circumstances happening, and they react to that, and we have strong emotions and feelings. Feelings are not wrong or bad to have, but they're not going to be helpful if they have us. We've got to dig deeper than how we're feeling and walk by faith in what the truth is. And the truth is we've been given a new heart. And even when we feel like we want to sin, the truth is we don't desire sin at all. Right, yeah, that is good news. It's good news. <laughs> it's good news. You know, when we've all been here where we have given into a temptation, I'm sure anybody listening out there can identify with the reality of being tempted and then succumbing to that temptation, and everything that we were feeling leading into that temptation felt exactly like what we wanted to do. But the reality is, once we did it, how did we feel then, right? We, we felt guilty, we felt ashamed, and, and we felt things like that, and we realized, I didn't want that at all. Why did I do that? Why do I keep giving in to this? And I just want to encourage people to know, I think the reason we keep giving into it is because we're being duped into thinking that's what we want. If I'm feeling it, I must want it. And that's not the truth. Scripture speaks to this new heart with a new set of desires even before I feel them, which which brings us to an incredible reality when we think of what God does in the New Testament. So we we are given over a thousand commands in the New Testament where God tells us what He wants us to do. And if we look at those commands and say, you know, this is what God wants me to do, but that's not what I want to do. You know, love your neighbor, Jesse. <laughs> I want to tell God, have you ever met Jesse's neighbor? You know, I mean, when God commands us to love and love our neighbor, love our brother, love our enemy, um, He's not asking us to live out of how we feel. I think he's really describing to us what he's done inside of us. We at our core now are 
are lovers. We've been given the heart of love, the same heart God has. Uh So we love our neighbor. We're not talking about how we feel. We're not talking about how they act. We're not talking about whether they deserve it. We're talking about who we are now because of the presence of Christ in our heart. So whenever you... When you mentioned um, the law and you mentioned being obedient, we also hear this this um, the scripture from well, it's in Jeremiah thirty three. It's also in Hebrews ten, where it says that the laws of God are written now written on our hearts. Yes. So when we what does that look like? What what are we supposed to do with that? I mean, are we um, when you were saying that we don't you know our desires have changed. Um, we're working with a new heart here. What, why do we need these laws written on our hearts? Well, it's a new law, right? Jesus says a new commandment or a new law I give you to love one another as I have loved you. A lot of people interpret those two passages to say that God wrote the Mosaic law on our heart, but that's not what he did, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, There's too many scriptures that talk about us being free from the law, of, of Moses. So it's not, hey, I'm going to put Jesus in your heart and then write the law of Moses there too, right? right? So we know that, that the laws, in fact, in Hebrews, the author misquotes it from the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. He actually pluralizes laws. And I believe these are the new commandments of love. And so the law that's written on our heart is this new law, the royal law of love that it mentions in Galatians. And, you know, Romans 6.17 says that we have become obedient from the heart. So when anybody asks me, so, okay, we have a new heart, we have new desires, consistent with God's desires, so what's the point? Are we supposed to be obedient? And, and I point them right to that verse to say, actually, Paul teaches in Romans 6 that we have become obedient, and he's not even talking yet about external behaviors. It's going to lend to that. But he's saying we have become obedient from the heart, from the inside of you. You are an obeyer. That's who you are. That's why when we don't obey, when we don't, which literally means to listen under God, when we don't do that, i.e. walk by faith, we don't like it. We think it's God that's not pleased. It's us that isn't pleased either. Right. So the loaded question is that everybody wants to ask when you talk about this is, why do we still sin? If, we, if we're working from this new heart, we have new desires, why do we still sin? Great question. I believe because we get deceived into thinking that we don't know who we are. Mm. We think, we're, first of all, most people as Christians think they're still sinners, right? right. They think they're just sinners, but they're, at least they're saved by saved grace. By grace. Right. So <laughs> if my identity is as a sinner, if I believe that as a core foundation of who I am, then what's the most natural thing for a sinner to do? Sin. So I think even in that idea, we have a built-in excuse for sinning. When Mm. Paul, throughout the book of Romans, especially in Romans chapter 6, talks about us being dead to sin, free from sin, if if sin is mastering us, it's because we're under the law, we're under the shoulds and should nots, rather than under grace. We don't know who we are. And if we know who we are, that's the foundation for beginning to understand, I don't really want to sin anymore. Oh, I can feel like sinning, but that's not my true desire. And by faith, not by feel, I've got to be able to believe God there. I also think that why do we still sin? Well, Romans 6, 12 teaches that sin has a lust, right? And we don't have to obey it. And, And I think that's the deception. It feels like when sin comes knocking at our door the temptation, it feels like we just can't help it. Have you ever felt that way? How many people say, I just couldn't help it? Well, the scriptures, 
don't really allow for that as an answer. Right. If we are in Christ and Christ is in us and he is our strength, our new source, we have a new heart, we can help it mm-hmm. by trusting him instead of trying to fight against it. Yeah. So for someone who is struggling with sin, uh, but they're a Christian, uh, we know they're saved, yes. how can we give them assurance that they have a new heart? How, do, how, do, how can they look in the mirror and and realize that who they are, what their identity lies in, and what what is the truth, right? And and, and be able to back away from that emotional standpoint of yeah. saying, well, this is how I feel, and these are the things that I do, and, you know, this is where I'm wrong, this is where I sin, you know, and, and that stuff piles up, and it's overwhelming. How can we give them assurance that they are working from a new heart? Yeah. Well, Hebrews 11 says that faith come, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So we're talking about things that we hope for, and hope in Scripture is never wishful thinking. It's always assurance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we give them the assurance of things hoped for. Do you hope not to sin? That's, that, that kind of reveals a deep desire. And the reason they're struggling with it is they don't want to do it. Yeah. It doesn't fit them. Because they don't anymore. actually desire that. Exactly. Yeah. They don't desire it. But they were duped into feeling like All it. Right. Yeah. Just like any of us do. We're on, the, we're on the road to maturing into that, and our emotions will catch up eventually. Right, Maybe yeah. not on this side, but our emotions will come better in line. But our emotions, our feelings are not to be initiators. They're to be indicators mm-hmm. of where our mind is set. Right. And so when the feeling of temptation comes, we can go, that's actually a great reminder. Here's your way of escape. Hey, I don't, I don't really desire to do that. It feels like it, but that's the deception. Yeah. So we give them the, the, the assurance of things hoped for and the convictions of things not seen. So I think faith is saying, and this is what pleases God, God, do I do I take you at your word, even when I'm not feeling like it? Right. So we're separating fact from feeling. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I've got a choice to make now. Right. And by faith, I I trust Him in that choice rather than what I'm seeing or how I'm feeling at any given moment. Yeah. I want to be clear: the feelings aren't bad; they're just not to be initiators. They're they're indicators. Sure. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, God gives us emotions. Yeah, so so and, in a sense, Jesse, yeah. we've been double crossed, right? Yeah, we we didn't just get a new destination. Right. The cross the cross changed where we're going, but it also changed who we are. We have been crucified with Christ. We're a new creation. We've been raised to newness of life. We've been given a new heart where God Himself dwells by His Spirit, and now we have the hope of experiencing and walking in this new reality daily. Amen. Good news. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Tim. Thank you. It's been good. That does it for this week's Conversation in Grace. We hope you're enjoying these as much as we are. Leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram to get involved in the discussion. We'll be back again next Friday with another discussion between Jesse and Tim. But first, next Tuesday, we will share Pastor Frank's message from this coming Sunday as he continues his series on Galatians. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider donating to support our efforts at gracelifefellowship.org slash give. Thanks for listening.